0: Is the universe fair?
1: Come on, is it? <laughs> is, it <laughs> is it true that what goes around comes around?
0: Is karma an absolute law? Or does our free will reign supreme?
1: And what about God's free will? Does his will help our will? Or hurt? does our free will hurt his will? Hmm. Like, how does that work?
0: Yeah, so stick around because today we are going to continue our series. And we're going to try to answer these questions. Let's do it. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting
1: you to living truth.
0: If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or
1: join our inner circle through patreon.com.
0: And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can
1: know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your host, Nick Smith.
0: And Kylie Jo Smith. And today we have some pretty intense conversation that we're going to have.
1: We'll see. Lord willing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we want to say what's up to the Inner Circle. Hi, y'all, Darren. Thank you guys for rocking with us. If you want to yes. know more about uh, what it means to be a part of the Inner Circle, please go to www.org Patreon.com.
0: Yes. And also I just want to plug a little bit of social media stuff it. in here. You can follow on us in. on social media. Come on. Cause if you're, I mean, it's great. You're listening. You got your little podcast app, whatever you're watching, you on. however
1: you're doing it, you're
0: watching on YouTube. Thank you. But you don't get to be in on some of the stuff unless you're following us on social media. So we have, um, right now we're actually kind of taking, um, I, I say, I, we, I'm taking we, up this challenge. Um, if you don't know, we're a homeschooling family. hmm. We honestly lean more into the unschooling. I never wanted to put a label on it, but I feel like that's what we do. Like we, we're not the traditional homeschooling family. um, Mostly because we're not, we don't look like your traditional homeschooling family. If you are like familiar with homeschool culture, you know what that is about. And so we do things a little differently. Um, We have a different focus. And so I wanted to share that with people because there are other moms I've talked to. There are other people I know of who are like, I don't even know where to start. And I think that's a good place to start, actually, because we have never really known where to start with homeschooling. And um, we're just going to share some of those things that we have learned along the way and hopefully encourage other families because we don't do what we do just to be in a bubble. So we're going to we're going to expand that. We want to open that up to you. And if you're part of the inner circle, Mm -hmm. we'll share even more about what our homeschool journey looks like. So all that to say, follow Um, us on social media.
1: Oh, also, uh, just real quick, before we jump into it, EP. It's been out. Uh, if you ain't listen to it and you are on, on, on that you're slacking on your Mac. And, and there's more right. coming. Like yes, there's got, more stuff. We already started working on some more stuff. So um follow Kylie Joe at Kylie Joe Music. Uh, listen to our stuff. Go to wherever you stream music and um, listen, download. Do it. Uh, do all that stuff. So cool.
0: Oh congratulations to the winners. We had some people oh, yeah, that won some voice. stuff for pre ordering. Y'all are awesome. Y'all got and some money. We love it.
1: Y'all got some stuffs. Some it's shirts. coming. All so, yeah. right. So
0: we've been so, answering some questions.
1: Yes. Past we've been, we've been <laughs> I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and shoot that, that on book. over there. Uh, so we've been talking about why do bad things happen to good people? And this is a question uh, called the theodicy. And it's something that has been plaguing people for generations and forever because we understand that um, or we, we believe every human being in their heart believes that good should come from good and bad should come from bad meaning that if you do bad you should get bad and if you do good you should get good yet our our reality in this world shows us that sometimes really good people suffer really terrible consequences Mm -hmm. um for for no fault of their own yeah and um we see that ultimately in the cross and we see jesus the best person who ever lived um experiencing the worst death that rome could inflict at Mm. that time and so um this question it it really bothers people to be like how do I experience this? And, and to our friends and family in um, the Wichita, Kansas area, uh, you know, there was a, a, a tornado in F3 mm-hmm. that just ripped through Andover and uh, took out schools and uh, tore people's homes. And these are like a natural disaster. So like we actually covered that in our last episode about how nature is actually mm-hmm. in conflict with human will and human flourishing due yeah. to the fall and due to brokenness. Um, so go back and watch that episode if you haven't seen it or listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. But today. Um, what I, I want us to talk about a little bit is this understanding of, of brokenness as it relates to human relationship. Yeah. Because what I've experienced in pastoral ministry quite a bit and, um, in our work with youth and in our work with, um, uh, families and mothers and, and situations like that. Um, not motherhood as a situation, but I mean, <laughs> oh, it's a situation <laughs> every day. <laughs> it's always a new situation. Um, <laughs> but we've seen more of people who suffer consequences due to someone else's actions Mm. due Mm -hmm. to someone else's desire to sin or to uh, do something wrong that then affects an innocent party. And so, and I mean, and there's a lot of conversation going on right now with the Roe V Wade um, Mm. and the, the, all of that conversation. We're not even going to get into that now, but um, as that's part of this argument of like, one person's actions affects other people. Yeah. And so what's the deal with that? What's the deal with our free will and how does that work in tandem with God's will Mm. or, or what is that? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. And I think we tend to oversimplify what God's will is. Mm. And in the church, we do it a lot because there's so many different, as you know, if you know anything about, um, Christianese, there's so many variations on what, a word can mean, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times we we have to. We, I mean, a lot of times, all the time, we should be going back to scripture and saying, "Okay, what is what is this in context for the believer?" Yeah. Um, and even the term "God's will," like, um, yeah, I think of the scriptures that have come up, um, in conversation with people, or even in my own personal study. Like, it is not God's will that anyone should perish, mm-hmm. but that all would come to saving knowledge of of the Lord. And like, okay, so understanding that it's not God's will. Um, but yet there are people that mm-hmm. perish apart from the knowledge of Christ. There are people who are going to hell. Yeah. So then how do I reconcile this understanding of, well, it's not God's will though, but it's happening. Yeah. Well, it's also, it wasn't God's will that Adam and Eve should ever be expelled from the garden, yeah. but yet it happened. And so I think we have to break it down beyond just if it happens, it must be God's will. Like it's mm. it's his good will. Mm. We also, we, we attach the yeah. term good to God's will.
1: Because God is good. Because
0: God is good. But we have to understand there's, there's different parts to it. So there's God's permissive will, mm-hmm. which acts on the part of, honestly, I think it's kind of, it's, it's a part of God's grace. Yeah. There's a permissiveness to what God allows to happen, um, even though it's not part of his perfect will.
1: So I guess let's define perfect will then. So, okay. so God's perfect will um, is, is the plans that God has made mm-hmm. um, and, and his desire for humanity, right? right? So we've, we've kind of touched on that God has given us or maybe we haven't touched on it, but, but God granted free will. Yeah. We touched on it last episode mm-hmm. that without choice, there is Wouldn't no love. love. Yeah. And so, um, so God granted us freedom in order to choose him, but in order to grant us that freedom, he had to allow for there to be variations on the theme for there to be a divergence for there to be, um, choice basically. Mm-hmm. And if, if God had not allowed us to be choice in all the, um, all that would be available is his perfect will. Mm-hmm. The exact design that he had. Listen, I want you to wake up in the morning. I want you to put on mm-hmm. your blue shoes, your your blue jeans, and your white t-shirt. Um, make sure it's a pro, pro club. Put your fitted on. You know what I mean? Get the <laughs> chucks. Lace them tight. Because that's God's perfect will. And they got to have a crease. God's perfect will for your jeans life. you got to have the 501s. they got to be creased. Uh, you know what I mean? Use um, the starch. <laughs> so that would be his perfect will. <laughs> um, but his... Um, God's perfect will is still there. He still has a plan. Mm -hmm. The plan is Christ. The plan is salvation. The plan is redemption for all things. The plan is that your life would experience good. Your life would experience his presence. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a plan even for different situations. Like, yeah, God, what is your plan for my family? He's, I want your family to thrive and to, to flourish. And I want there to be an active prayer life. Like these are things in scripture that we see. These are God's will for your life. Mm -hmm. Yet, there is his permissive will, Yeah. right? Because of choice.
0: Yeah, so it's like, okay, you need to have an active prayer life. It's God's will that you would have communion with him daily.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does that look like? That's his permissive will. So like it's, it is God's will, ultimately, that, that creation would be one with him, that we mm-hmm. would be back to that condition he originally created his world to be in, which is constantly seeking him and, and flourishing and thriving because of him, with him, to please him, to be pleased by him. Yeah. That is his perfect will. In order to get there, to get back there, I should say.
1: And it will get there.
0: Yes. There are things that he has permitted to happen. Yes. And a lot of these things, like, you know, I love the analogy of like, you know, this is the perfect will. You get up in the morning and do these things. It should look this way. How you go about doing it, that's permissive will. Mm -hmm. How we get to the end of the story where all nations are bowed before him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, and I don't hear this as it doesn't really matter how we get there. Yeah, like not there are, all There's roads more than one to, road. No, yeah. I'm saying th- the way is narrow, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying um, whether you wear sandals on that way mm-hmm. or whether you wear in chucks <laughs> or barefoot yeah. or cartwheeling or crawling on your hands and knees. That's right. That's, that's the permissive will. And so there are things that happen in this world. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are unfortunate things that are permitted to happen. And it's really hard for us to wrap our minds around it because we're human. Yeah. We don't see the full picture. We don't see the beginning, middle and end of the will. We're still, we're still like riding this line in between the beginning and the middle.
1: Yeah. All we have is the now we, right. we don't see in like, honestly, our memories are so tainted. We don't even see the stuff that has already happened clearly, right? All of the things that have happened in our life, we see through a, a, a tinted lens of emotionality through, um, the way our brain works like through a lot of stuff trauma through trauma through our senses were we hungry that day did we get enough sleep that day no like there's a lot of things that even in our past we don't see clearly Mm -hmm. um so all we have is the moment that's all we really see is the now and that the idea of the the passive not passive the permissive will and the perfect will um god's perfect will is exemplified in those passages that are like it is. It is not God's will that any should perish, right? That's the perfect will. That's like ultimately the best good for my people is that they would not follow death, mm. that they would follow life. That's my will. That's and the way I like to think about it um, analogously um, is a household, right? Mm-hmm. So if you run a house at all, if you've got children, if you've even if you've got pets, um, you've got siblings, something. If there are other living beings, even plants within your domain, um, you're in charge of that, that area. We, as parents are in charge of our home. Mm-hmm. It is our perfect will. It is our desire, our utmost goal that our children would love each other, that they would get mm-hmm. along, they w- that they would thrive. They would accomplish tasks that would benefit them, mm-hmm. that would help them to grow. Um, yet we don't ultimately control them because we're human. Um, and because God has granted free will, they have choice. Mm-hmm. And so they can either, um, do the thing the way I've asked them to do right. it, or they can do it the way they want All to do it. All expectations. Exactly. But think about it like it's my perfect will that the dishes be done. My kids aren't old enough Amen. to do the dishes right now. But not yet. Not yet. They're coming. We're training them. Um, but so it's a perfect will. Hey, I'd like you to, to, to do the dishes. Now you can sit there and gripe. You can fuss. You can cry. You can do them perfectly without any issue. Like at the end of the day, the dishes are going to get done.
0: Yeah. But how it's the, how
1: it's the, and even, even
0: the when sometimes even the like, you know, it may take you an hour. may take you three hours depending on your attitude. And this is the, and again, and this is a great analogy and it's just a small picture because if you think about it, if it's God's will for your life, Mm -hmm. that you walk in step with him, that you bless other people through the things that he's doing in you and that you would, let's say that you establish a ministry um, or a brand. Like if it's God's will for you to do that, Mm-hmm. And God has confirmed it. He's told you, this is what I'm calling you to do. This is the mission field. And you go to do that. Um, but you're kind of like hesitant mm-hmm. or you're like, oh, I don't know, God. Like I'm doubting and I'm not really sure I have what it takes. And I don't know God's will for my life. Mm-hmm. This
1: is a word for somebody. Somebody need to hear this.
0: He's still going to do it. Yeah. Like here's the thing, because it's not about you. And this is the thing I, and there was a book that we read um, a few years ago that is not like, I wouldn't say it's a Christian book, but it's definitely beneficial for those of us with a worldview um, submitted to Christ. Mm -hmm. It's called big magic. And in it, there's which is also my nickname back in high school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But um,
0: in it, there's a concept that, Hey, there may be something you're being called to do now in the book. The author references the universe, but we understand that that's, God is speaking to you. If God's speaking to you and saying, you're going to do this, but if you don't do it, if you're disobedient and you're like sitting on it for a while and you refuse, that thing is still going to get done. That's right. And what's crazy is under the grace of God, you're probably still going to get a great blessing, even if you're not the one establishing it. Mm -hmm. So like you get to maybe witness it being established like oh dang, Like that was the thing God called me to do. He said he was going to do it. It's his perfect will that it should be done now. And honestly, we've experienced this with people in ministry where it's like, Hey, I feel called to go do this in ministry. Great, we're going to equip you. We're going to send you out. We believe in you. If God said it, he will do it. That's, that's the kind of God we serve. Yeah. <clears throat> Months later. I don't really know if we're supposed to do it. Wait a minute. Hold on though. God is not a man that he should lie. Yeah. Nor a son of man that he should change his mind.
1: That's right. It doesn't change like shifting shadows. So,
0: wait a second. Did you hear him wrong? Or, or are you saying he was wrong? Because I know he wasn't wrong. And we, ha- again, confirmed through the church, confirmed through the saints, like the yeah. prayer and the petition of the saints. No, I don't think we're supposed to do it. I kid you not. Kid you Kidding not. you not. I, this is not a joke at all. Months later, a ministry that these people felt called to plant in a particular community. Mm-hmm. we Somebody comes and they're like, hey, look at this cool article in this newspaper. The exact ministry yeah. that somebody had felt or believed that God called them to establish, and they didn't establish it. Somebody else established it in that community. So, again, the perfect will of God yeah. was not that you should be do like necessarily it's all about you and what you're going to do and ye, but it's about what he wants to accomplish for the good, the common good of his creation. And he, he did it. He still put the ministry in that community. It wasn't by the hands of the people that thought they were going to do it. Yeah. And so even with you being disobedient, come on. And even with you being hesitant and doubtful, and I know I'm guilty of this been there all the time Been there, God is still going to do it. And the, the hard part is when we look at that and say, Wait a second. So was that not God's will for me? Was it God's will? Yes. But were you obedient? Was your free will in line with his will? That's the question we don't want to ask. We don't want to ask ourselves, well, was my free will operating
1: under submission to him? Yeah. Well, so like, I love, yeah, that's, and I think that's a great way to go with that question of why do bad things happen to good people? Because. Um, it is God's will that His children, just like as a, any good parent, that His children would thrive together, that there would be unity and peace, and that um, there would be love demonstrated between believers, between um, believers and non-believers, two non-believers. Um, like that's His perfect will. Yet we see people who are not operating with their their free will, submitted to God's perfect mm-hmm. will, right? And I love that that Jesus came and lived. A human life submitted to the father, right? Because mm-hmm. Jesus was never not God. But mm. what happened was when Jesus became fully man, he submitted the usage of his godly attributes to the father. Wow. This is a lot, but hang, go with me. <laughs> he submitted the usage of his godly attributes to the father in order mm-hmm. to demonstrate to us what it looks like mm. to live a submissive life. And so Jesus, though he was God, though he could have at any moment called down fire on anybody that he wanted to, Mm -hmm. that he could have changed creation in a moment. He didn't do that because he demonstrated to us as those who love him and are called to follow him, what it looks like to submit, even though you have Mm -hmm. free will, even though you have autonomy, even though you have the authority in and of yourself to, to kind of alter your surroundings. Um, Jesus demonstrated that we shouldn't in all cases, uh, just exercise that free will willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah willy-nilly anyway uh willy-nilly we're (laughs) we're supposed to submit our free will to god yeah and and he will he will guide our path right we see that in psalms we see that in proverbs we see that all throughout scripture um where's our steps and so when we are dealing with conflict because what getting to the the kind of the heart of the question is you will have situations and nobody that's listening or watching this um has not been there you have been in a situation where Bad things have happened. You've been hurt mm-hmm. in an accident. You've been hit in the face. You've been um, slandered. You've been fired. You've been downsized. You've been put out of your apartment. You've been you know your car's been repoed. Something's happened, but from no fault of your own. Mm. It's because someone else decided to embezzle. Someone else decided to to leave a company, or someone else decided to to do something that that caused pain in your life. And then we're left reeling, saying, "Well, well, God, why?" Why are these bad things happening to me and I didn't do anything? Like I didn't, I didn't deserve. I didn't make this happen. Yeah. I didn't deserve the abuse. I didn't deserve the slander. I didn't deserve any of this. Um, all I've been doing is submitting and following you. And, and yet there's pain. And, and what we have come to experience and what we see through scripture and through human relationships time and time again is that human beings in their God given right of free will choose at times to exercise that free will in selfish and destructive ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that in the garden. We yep. saw that with Adam and in the Eve. the beginning, yeah. Yeah, we see that, that human beings will, left to their own devices, do what is best for them mm. without the purific- purification and sanctification of the Lord.
0: Well, and not just human beings. I think, I think looking even at heaven, mm. um, oh, yeah, yeah, pre-humanity, yeah. the will of a created being is, is free, um, and if you know, if you, if you've looked into like, if you, if you're nerdy and you go into this stuff and you look at the <laughs> books of prophecy and you like, you're into what is it called? Um, what is it called? It's the tology, eschatology,
1: um, eschatology, end times. Yeah. Study,
0: yeah. Not, not just end times, but like looking at the, like the angels and demons and all well, that.
1: Well, there's, there's demonology. There's, um, there's yeah, there's a bunch angelology. of. Angelology. An angelology. Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> if you look
0: at the story of Lucifer, Lucifer was Lucy. supposed to be, um, the leader of worship. Mm-hmm. In heaven was like, was like the, the one who pointed everyone to like, let's worship God. Like this is, this is our God. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer, um, said something along the lines of like, I'm going to make me God. Like I'm, I'm gonna get the, the most cause mm-hmm. I've been doing this a minute and ain't nobody even paying attention to me doing it. And so right. I'm gonna get mine. And he I think follow- that's an exact translation <laughs> it's of the KJV, <laughs> not the King James version, the Catholic Kylie Kylie version. version. Um, but he decided, I'm gonna not only will I use my will to try and point other people away from God, but I'm gonna take those people. I'm going to take those angels with me and we're mm-hmm. going to do our own thing. Yeah. And, and say, and Lucifer fell mm-hmm. and became adversary, became the enemy. And so even before human beings yeah. were, um, called to thrive and flourish on the, on the earth and to be in communion with God, you have this, this real situation in heaven showing us again, that free, when, when there is free will, it can be corrupted. Yeah. It can be used for the wrong thing. And, yeah. um, I, th- I think it's interesting that we, um, we so often, I, I say we, I know that I can often think like, oh, well, my, my free will, like I'm using it for the right things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, under the reality of, of the curse and under the reality of like this world is fractured.
1: The brokenness, yeah. The brokenness
0: that is here, even what I'm perceiving on my own uh, as my good free will and I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm doing the right thing a lot of times I'm still operating in this sense of like imperious self-will mm. where it's not yeah. just, you know, I want to do the right thing, but it's, I want to do the right thing for me. Yeah, I want to do right by me and mine. And mm-hmm. so even in that, yeah, that's free will and I'm exercising it, but I we have to be really careful um, to not put ourselves in that same position as Lucifer to say, I'm going to make myself like the most high. I'm going to make sure I get the glory in this situation. Yeah. I mean, I'll do the right thing. Like I'm going to, yeah, I'm totally going to like, show up at work and do what I'm supposed to do. But at the end of the day, I want everyone to know that it's me who did the hardest work. And I want mm-hmm. everyone to look at me and say, I did it. Now that's using your free will, mm-hmm. but it's not submitting it to something that is good. Yeah. And so it, it's really hard. I think it's easy to look at situations. Of course, those situations like um, abuse and someone embezzling or manipulating a situation where we can say, Oh, that's sinister. Like that is, that is um, yeah. malintent but we also have to be real with ourselves and say, okay, well where are the times where I have maybe not under like this wicked sense of like, I'm going to do the wrong thing on purpose,
1: uh-huh.
0: but in the sense of I want to do what's right for me, that's still using our free will in a way that is not submitted is not good. And that ultimately can still cause things to happen Yeah, to good people, to bad people that, um, we have to be, um,
1: self-aware of how our will affects other people yeah and not like don't hear that and think oh so i'm not supposed to care about myself like that's not what we're saying at all Oh, you should yeah you should definitely care about yourself but your desire for um self gratification for self aggrandizement for glory those things still have to be submitted to the the perfect will of god and mm-hmm. through the, the the vision and wisdom of the lord who sees all and knows all um Before, I want to go into what you had said, uh, the couple things that you had said that I was just like, "Oh, that's good, Oh, that's good. But before we get into that, if you know anybody that needs to hear this, please share this with somebody. Uh, Let somebody know about the Nick Smith Podcast. We would greatly appreciate um, anything that you can do to help us out with that because somebody needs to know about the grace of God. Yes. So um, the the idea of um, your sin affecting other people, your decisions in general affecting Mm -hmm. other people. Um, I can't remember who said it, but someone smarter than me described human beings not as... um, Organisms, but as one macro organism, that everything that we do affects other people. And um, this speaks right to the lie that you've been told over and over again by culture, by society, by your own heart, that um, your destructive decisions aren't hurting anybody. Mm. Um, Your choices, no matter good, bad or indifferent, uh, affect other people because that's the nation or not the nation, the nature Mm -hmm. of how we are created, that um, we are a relational people. And so everything that you do, your sin affects me and my sin affects you, which is why uh, relationships are broken, which is why families fall apart, which is why divorce happens, which is why abuse happens, which is why, um, you see generational curses. And, and I'm not speaking anything that's all like, um, weird. I'm, I'm speaking to the fact of your sin and your, um, your choice to live in that sin and to nurture that sin affects how you relate to your children Mm. who then pick up on that sin. And without the redemption of Christ through the blood of Jesus, through prayer, through community, through Mm. other individuals that role model model better behavior, your children are going to repeat that same behavior. That's what generational curses are. And that's why we see that um, children who have done nothing wrong, um, pick up these destructive behaviors and um, pass them on to other people. Mm. And it's not because... They're, um, they're choosing necessarily right off the bat to sin, but the sin of others has affected their choice. Yeah. So like their, their own, like we're only given, or sorry, we can only operate with the tools we're given. Yeah. So if your sin is giving tools to your child to sin, they only know how to operate with those tools. And so it, it does take divine grace. It takes God stepping in and intervening in order to, to break those, those cycles um but understanding that helps us to take a step back from our hurt from our our situation that we find ourselves in when we're asking why why is this happening to me to be like wow this is happening to me because someone else chose yeah because of whatever tools they've been given or because of whatever sin that's been nurtured in their life um like they chose to act on the sin in their heart yeah. which then affected me um but then that puts me in a position i can now choose to to let that sin continue in my life, Mm -hmm. I can foster bitterness, I can Mm -hmm. foster hatred, I can foster anger and resentment, or I can submit that feeling in that moment to the Lord and ask him to release me from that. Mm -hmm. And seek true healing.
0: Because what you're talking about is like, yeah, that is a road of recovery and and redemption that is not, um, honestly, it takes extra hands on that one. Like it. It sometimes it takes, you know, this is where we have like Christian counseling or Mm -hmm. therapy um, or medication that um, the believer uh, because of God's grace may need to use um, in order to heal from this. Because what you're talking about is this is stuff that, that happens only by the revelation of the Holy spirit, being able to bring to bring to you the knowledge of what was done to you, bring to you the knowledge of, um another person's responsibility mm-hmm. and to bring to you the power to forgive. Like yeah. Forgiveness is not just a momentary, okay, I'm gonna forgive this person and never think about it again.
1: Mm. Especially when if you're only. dealing
0: with generations of trauma. Yeah. Um, especially when the generations before you don't even acknowledge the trauma. That yeah. I think is one of the hardest things. And and honestly when you're describing this, when you're talking about with family, mm-hmm. I immediately was thinking of Cain and Abel. Yeah. Because if you and this is like this is where I nerd out and I have a friend, we always talk about like how trauma affects things. And like, we're, we, we have this, like, it's just, it's just great conversation because it, it helps us to realize over and over again, just how much grace God has over um, every situation. Yeah. Um, and there's no trauma that God has not been able to work in the midst of and to redeem. There's, there's nothing he's not able to restore. Uh-huh. But um, if you look at Cain and Abel, you know, this, these are the first kids like human, just human born kids um who, you know, they're just kids and yeah. they grew up with trauma because their parents had experienced the trauma of the fall, like yeah. first separation
1: from God. Yeah, And
0: I cannot imagine looking back to the home that I had once loved mm. and seeing a flaming sword
1: keeping oh, me Right.
0: Out. Like, I, I can't imagine like, no. like you're never no, going back you here. Like you will never give. And, and do you know what, what is it? A cherubim? Or mm-hmm. was it a seraphim? Cherubim. Cherubim are not like these angelic little chubby babies. This was like a being, unlike anything they'd ever seen. This wasn't an animal, but it wasn't a human. And it's fire. Like, can you imagine looking back after you've been sent out, you're wearing nothing but animal skin into the wilderness, and you look back to like, okay, well, maybe, oh, oh, my gosh, no, we're never going back. And then to give birth in that setting Mm -hmm. without the Lord. Like, if Eve had given birth in the garden, she'd have had angelic midwives and doulas. How crazy would that like have been? That cool. would have been, That'd even, been so cool. She would have had like big pace, just like, you know, mm, fake here you paste? go. Big pace, like, it's like, anyway, dates, just stop. It's weird. And she would have had, like she'd have been taken care <laughs> of. She, her postpartum would have been like, oh, like nothing of this world. But Eve had to experience all of these things alone with no other women, mm-hmm. no community around her other than her husband. There was trauma. You, I, I firmly on. believe there was trauma. And so when you look at the choices of Cain, And God even says to him, this is the thing God says, I, what does he say? If you do what is right,
1: will you not be blessed? He says sin is knocking at your door.
0: In other words, you have a choice. This is an instant where God is coming to him and he's saying, I'm giving you the choice. Please make the right choice. He's not begging him, but he's saying, I've set this right before you. And he says it again to his people, generations that I've set before you life and death. Choose this, (laughs) choose life. Yeah. That it may go well with you. That's right. So all of these things, God, it's not like God's sitting back and he's like, well, I guess figure it out, guys. You messed it up from the beginning and I'll be there at the end someday, yeah. maybe coming on the cloud. He's saying every single moment I am giving you this day, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did That's in right. the rebellion. These things that we have a choice in. Yes, and God does, does work. Um, like if you look at Pharaoh.
1: Nope. We're gonna keep on moving. If you Sorry, look, second angle.
0: If you, <laughs> if you look at the story of, of Pharaoh mm-hmm. and the Israelites, God chose to harden Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. We don't know why, but at the same time, Pharaoh still had a choice. Yeah. Every time he gave him a choice. So like I, I think about this the family analogy and how easy it is for us to to dismiss what happened in our parents' relationship mm-hmm. and all and how that affects us. But it does. Yeah. But every single generation, God provides grace and he says hey, look, I know what they chose and that was messed up and they shouldn't have done that to you and yeah. that is not my perfect will for you or for them. But choose this. This is what I have for you.
1: I think we just kind of, I, I, I think we need to reiterate that, what you just said, because um, it's easy to hear that for those people. Mm. But I think you need to hear it for you. Um, you listening, you watching right now, um, the bad things that happened to you because of other people's choices was not God's perfect will for your life. But because of decisions that they made, you experienced trauma and damage and hurt. Mm. Um, And here's a beautiful thing though, about uh, God's grace, right? We had said in another episode that that brokenness is the, the backdrop that God paints his grace on, like his, his masterpiece of grace. Mm -hmm. Um, God is able to walk with you through that brokenness. Mm -hmm. He's able, he has been there with you this entire time. He's been calling your voice. He's been holding your hand. Um, and he is able to redeem that brokenness and he's able to actually use that brokenness for your good, which is like, what other, Mm. what other created being, what other man made religion is like, yeah, bad things happen to you, but it's going to work out for your good. Um, except for just like positive thinking, but even that is based on you. Like just think good thoughts. This isn't about thinking good thoughts. This is about uh, submitting your brokenness, submitting the brokenness of others to the, the will of the living God who loves you and cares for you Mm -hmm. and is walking with you in the midst of that brokenness. Cause I love the example of Cain and Abel, how, Mm. how um, God was right there. And was like, Cain, listen, man, get it together, bro. Like you don't have to, you don't have to go down that road and God is saying the same thing to us every time we're presented with that choice of do I continue in my sin um or do I uh, respond to the grace of God and sometimes y'all it is so easy to continue down our sin yeah. it is so easy to respond out of the flesh it is so easy to allow the way you feel to to affect how you treat other people
0: yeah and to justify your free will um through someone else's free will
1: yeah and well they did it exactly oh my goodness Again, we deal with youth and there are so many things we see in the youth that is just raw, pure humanity that um, is like, um, it's like distilled. What's it called when you like cook something down and it's like concentrated, it's like concentrated yeah. humanity. It's like a thick syrup of the human <laughs> flesh, which sounds gross, that sounds but, weird. but it's, it is that, that human will that's just so thick and it's not, there's nothing watering it down. There's no yeah. social norms that are watering it down. It's yeah. just humanity. Um <laughs> but so many times we hear this from from students who are saying things like, Well, if they are gonna do this to me, then I'm gonna do this to them. Yeah. If they say this, then I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Well, they deserved it because they did this.
0: Well and our response usually is and and do you think that's the best solution for, for this situation? Do you think that's going to fix anything?
1: Did it help? Will it help?
0: Is that good? Even just asking someone, Well, is that good?
1: Well no, but so like <laughs> we're in a situation as human beings where our lives are consistently affected by other people. And I'm sorry, that sucks. Because sometimes <laughs> you don't get to choose the, the family you were born into. Not sometimes, you never get to choose <laughs> the family you're born into. That. You don't get to choose sometimes your coworkers. You don't get to choose the situations that you end up in. Mm-hmm. Um, you're at the mercy of, of the will of the situation. Yeah, but you do get to choose how you respond to those things. And so I think a lot of times the question um, cause we're going to land the plane here in a, here in a sec, but I think a lot of times the question of a, why did this happen? Um, why did this bad thing happen to me? Uh, it starts to eat away our, our focus and our attention when really the question is now that this is bad thing has happened mm. to me, what do I do with it? Now what? Now what? Yeah. I can't change that. It has happened, but now how do I move forward? How do I, how do I respond? How do I cope? Mm-hmm. How do I, um, reconcile the truth of God's good love and good pleasure for me versus this other person's uh, broken desire to harm me. Mm-hmm. Like those are the questions that I think we have to shift away from, well, why did this happen to now? How do I cope or yeah. how do I manage in the grace of God?
0: Or once you get the answer and that's, that's the hard part when we ask why and the answer is not what we want. I think sometimes we fight the why because we don't want to accept it. Yeah. I say, we I, I've done that. I'm we Where, it's me, I'm we. Um, <laughs> where I hear, well, it, this is the way that it is because, you know, this is, this is what happened. This is the situation that led up to it, and this was the choice that someone made. Um, maybe that person isn't around to apologize. Maybe that person won't ever apologize. Wow. Yeah. And so now I'm left with that hanging over the situation where I've received the answer to the why, mm-hmm. but it's not sufficient to me. And there's a, a line in a song that I love. It's called "Only You." And it says, um, I just want you, Jesus, only you, only you can satisfy my heart's desire. Yeah. And it's repeated over and over again in the song. And I think for me that became real, that only God could satisfy my heart's desire. Well, what's my heart's desire? In this situation, my heart's desire is to fully hear this person admit what they did was wrong and to tell me they're sorry and to acknowledge that all the pain that I experienced because of them has contributed to these things that happened in my life. But I'm never <laughs> going to hear that. And yeah. so the satisfaction that I have is that Jesus did satisfy every ounce of hurt that was ever done to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He also satisfied every ounce of hurt that I have ever could do to someone else. He satisfied the wrath that was rightly deserved mm-hmm. in the cross with his own flesh. Yeah. And when I truly know that, and when I truly believe that, then hearing the why and acknowledging that there's still an ellipses at the end of that is Okay. I can, yeah. deal with, I can deal with that now because I know that there's going to be satisfaction of that. And I know that, that Jesus has, has done that. And so, mm, um, so good. I think for you hearing that saying, well, I know, I know why. I have the causality of the situation. Okay. But you don't like it. It doesn't and make you feel any better. It, yeah, it doesn't make you feel. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we have to, to do what is right, even though we don't feel mm-hmm. something in our spirit and in our flesh. Um, and that's okay. And I think accepting that God's perfect will for you is still good and that he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, if you love him, you're called according to his purpose because it's his will that you would love him. So his purpose in your life is that he would love you and you would love him. And so you know that you can know that that verse is true for you. Um, And I think that that's where we can start that that healing journey of Mm, like. That's good. This person's free will screwed up something, but it didn't mess up God's perfect will. Yeah, through His permissive will, you've been given tools, you've been given community and people around you to help you heal from that. So use those things. Okay. Choose by your free will to use
1: those things. Mm, that's so good. Well, um, y'all, we can keep talking about this, and if you want to keep talking about this, jump in the comments. Let's talk. Do it. Um, Do if it right you are now. part of the inner circle, and you want to have a conversation about this. Are there something that specifically we need to dive into? Let us know because we love to have these conversations, and we love to um continue to communicate with our inner circle best we can. Um next week we're gonna talk about we're gonna flip the question. Instead of why do bad things happen to good people, why do good things happen to bad people? Come on. See that's that's what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you what Here Psalms go. and Proverbs every single time. Lord
1: don't give it away wicked,
0: sorry don't I'm give just it away saying, we talking next week. This about is it. the one. You if you haven't listened <laughs> to the other ones, this is the one you want to look because everybody's thought it. How come? Why did why Lord Jesus, if you
1: love me, hurt them. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, don't so, use yeah. your free will like that. Anyway, no, nah, we don't, we gonna get into it next week. Um, but yes, we are just so blessed. So thankful that you're, you're listening. If you listen this far and you listen well, God bless you. God keep you. Uh, we love you. Please chime in somewhere.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, also, don't forget to download the EP and don't follow us on don't social media. Okay. All right. Well, this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We nope. hope this episode has connected you to living truth. Be Be blessed. blessed.